Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 3106. So we're going to get just a bit spoilery about the Battle of Jeddah today. Not really spoiling the story itself, but just a couple of situations that point to a rather disturbing trend that we're seeing developing in Phase 2 of the High Republic storytelling. And it has to do with the Jedi. I will explain. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So before we begin, I have a bit of news that I wanted to share with you. You may have already seen this potentially yesterday on Instagram or Twitter, but if not, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you may have heard me say once or twice that the podcast has been downloaded on six out of the seven continents. If you had to guess what the seventh continent was, you would probably guess Antarctica naturally and you would be right. Well, I am just, I'm knocked out. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm overjoyed at this small thing, but a big thing for me at least. Star Wars 7x7 has officially been downloaded in Antarctica. And it's all thanks to our wonderful friend Kelly Chapman, who is the founder of Meredith Hole Living Center. It is a wonderful wellness spa that is just a few towns over from us in Meredith, New Hampshire. She has been in Antarctica for more than a week. And while she was there, she actually took the time to download episodes of Star Wars 7x7 and listen to them while she was on Antarctica on Denko Island and also had somebody record a video of her with her phone showing that she was playing the podcast. So we have video proof that the show was downloaded and played in Antarctica. This is just so wild and I'm just so grateful to Kelly for deciding that, you know, in the midst of all this incredible adventure that she's having with her family and all these other folks that are on this trip that she took the time to do that. So uh, just Kelly, thank you so much. It means the world to me, literally and figuratively. And I cannot wait to hear more about her trip. She slept outside. She spent the night outdoors on Antarctica with penguins making noise all around. So yeah, I cannot wait to hear more about this whole entire thing. All right, so thank you. <laughs> That's my big news. And now let's talk about the Battle of Jeddah. So the Battle of Jeddah, we did our mostly pretty much non-spoiler review yesterday on the podcast. And today we're going to get a little spoilery in talking about the Jedi and their reputation specifically and how phase two really seems to be setting us up for something troubling <laughs> about the Jedi. For a start, we've been kind of hearing things about the Jedi having, you know, egos for all intents and purposes. And that's a little bit against the notion of the Jedi Order in the sense that they are supposed to be very selfless, very egoless, except that there is a reputation for the Jedi apparently on Jeddah where people say that Jedi never shy away from the opportunity for a moment in the spotlight. I am paraphrasing what one of the lines of dialogue is in the Battle of Jeddah, but the idea that if there's a way to you know showboat, to grandstand, to be on the stage, to get credit for some particular situation, then the Jedi are seen as the kind of Force users that actually enjoy and go for that opportunity, that even relish that opportunity. 
And as a result, you would likely reach the conclusion, and reasonably so, that this particular reputation for attention-seeking that the Jedi have might open them up to difficulties. Let's just take it all the way to the end of the line and say it potentially exposes them to trouble from the dark side of the Force. At the very least, the you know notion of ambition or pride, you can see how these would be potential weak spots in the Jedi's metaphorical armor, so to speak. And it's almost not their fault for all intents and purposes. I mean, the whole notion of the Jedi Order and the abilities that the Jedi develop, it puts them in a you know, prime situation or opportunity for wanting to help in any way they can, knowing that they have abilities that allow them to help at a greater level than a lot of other folks can, and it ends up putting them in situations like what happens in the Battle of Jeddah. As we start out, we have a Jedi Master and a Jedi Knight who are acting as, uh, I guess, attaches for all intents and purposes to the ambassadors for Irem and Arino. Creighton Sun and Ada Forte are there ostensibly to make sure that the peace treaty gets signed and are providing protection at one level. The Guardians of the Wills are also providing protection, the local version of protection, if you will. But you know, as we discussed from the publisher summary yesterday, that things don't go exactly as planned and there are forces that don't want peace to be a reality. So as these incidents develop and as we head toward the Battle of Jeddah that happens in the Battle of Jeddah, ultimately Creighton and Ada decide that they are too close to the situation and if they are the ones who investigate and if they discover that someone from Irem or someone from Arano is actually at fault, then they could be jeopardizing the peace process and putting themselves in the middle of things and could potentially be to blame themselves, they realize that they need a neutral party to investigate. And that's where Salandra Show comes in. And it makes sense that they turn to her, of course, because she hasn't been involved with all the drama with Irem and Arano. So she looks like a neutral observer from the outside, but you can still make the case that because she's a Jedi, she's tied in with whatever Creighton and Ada might want to find if somebody wanted to say they have an agenda and they're pushing it and it's not necessarily the agenda of Irem or Arano or in their mutual interest. Somebody could definitely make hay with that sort of thing. Meanwhile, you have the path of the open hand on Jeddah. On the one hand, trying to become a part of the convocation with all these other Jedi groups. And on the other hand, marching through the streets of Jeddah City saying the Force will be free and trying to educate people on how they think all the people in the convocation are actually abusing the Force. And there's a point, and this is maybe the most spoilery thing I'm going to say, which, again, is not really that spoilery, but, you know, just your fair warning. But the Herald, who is the counterpart to the Mother in the Path of the Open Hand, there's a point at which he gets up in front of a bunch of people in the streets of Jeddah and starts accusing the Convocation of doing bad things and accusing the Jedi of doing bad things. And he actually gets people riled up in the streets of Jeddah to the point where there is civil unrest that happens, and I'll just stop at that point, so no more spoilery than that. But I'm sharing just that much with you to reinforce the idea that 
The Herald is able to stir up trouble by pointing fingers at what the Convocation is doing and what the Jedi are doing, like he makes accusations against the Jedi, and the people of Jeddah City actually react to it in a fashion that's supportive of what the Herald is putting out there. In other words, there's enough anti-Jedi sentiment in Jeddah City that people are ready to react to this and react in a very strong way. So where is this all going? Well, it seems like we're going toward an event that's going to happen at the end of phase two that really paints the Jedi in a very bad light. So there's a quote that has stuck with me for a long time, and I believe it's it's either attributed directly to Sigmund Freud or it's attributed to a biographer of Sigmund Freud. There, I went looking for it. It's by a guy named Peter Gay who wrote a Freud biography, and the quote is this, all human society is constructed on complicity in a great crime. And we know at the end of phase two, there's going to be an event called the Night of Sorrow, and we know it's going to involve some kind of massacre on Dalna, and we know that there are things that have been expunged about Dalna from the Jedi archives that is from phase one storytelling, and I really do get the feeling that the Jedi are going to be somehow complicit in whatever terrible thing happens at the end of phase two, and... Yeah, maybe that's going to end up coming back to light in phase three of the storytelling. I don't know. But yeah, that's where <laughs> I think we're going, where this road with phase two leads. And I think that the Battle of Jeddah is sowing some of the seeds for that. And that's what I've got for you on today's episode. There's a bit of a deeper dive into the Battle of Jeddah. Hopefully, mostly not that spoilery for you. But that's what I've got for today's episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B &B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.